0: ephesians chapter one you're going to get the whole chapter in five seconds right paul an apostle of jesus christ by the will of god to god's holy people in ephesus the faithful in christ jesus grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessings in Christ for he chose us in him before creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love and he predestined us for adoption to sonship through christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will to the praise of his glorious grace to which he has given freely us in the one he loves in him we have redemption through his blood forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of god's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfilment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him... We were chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. In order that we, who are the first to be put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. The gospel of your salvation, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a uh, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. For this reason, ever since I heard about you, your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable power, great power for us who believe And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Paul starts his letter as is usual in the times that he was writing with a greeting. He greets those apostles. He greets those people that he's writing to us. That greeting can also apply to us. Everything in this letter that was written to those Ephesians at the time applies to us today. Or if we've never heard it before and might come across it in 10 years time, it applies to us then. It always applies. My NIV version splits the rest of chapter one into two bits after that initial greeting. It starts, the first one, praise for spiritual blessings in Christ And the second bit is thanksgivings and prayer. When these letters were originally written, they were written in such a way that it might have been a group of sentences put together in paragraphs or just written in such a way that you couldn't tell where one sentence ended and another began. The style of writing was so much different in the days when these letters were written. But we're gonna look in a bit more detail about what chapter one is about. It's about God's blessings. And in this, we'll have a little look at something called predestination and free will. And then we're gonna look at wisdom from God. So blessings, what are they about? Well, we've been looking at blessings Look at what has come up this morning from Jenny's children's talk, and you've all been involved in that. Blessings are all around us. So who are these blessings for? Who are the blessings that Paul is writing about for? They were for the Ephesians at the time, for others who were reading this letter and therefore the others that are reading this letter are you and me now. So not only did the blessings apply to when the letter was written, it applies to the here and now. It applies to the present day. These blessings are for us. So good things can happen to anyone can't they but if you read into this letter God's blessings are only for those who have accepted his love his love through the sacrifice of Christ and those blessings come In three parts. They come from God the Father. They come from God the Son. They come from God the Holy Spirit. You can't have one set of blessings without the other. If someone was to offer you a gift, would you refuse it? Many people Refuse God's gift. Why? God's gift, God's blessings are a gift. I wish I knew why people refuse them. For those that have taken that step, have accepted Christ into your lives, you are being blessed. and blessed beyond all understanding. Bob, I asked you a question before you came into church this morning, didn't I? Yeah. What was the question? And what was your answer? Yeah. Bob said he likes cars. I asked him this question, does he like cars? And he said yes. Bob, would you like to come and receive a car? It is in this envelope. It will show you the car or maybe something to do with the car. Come on, Bob. Now, not to be outdone by Jenny, um, I've got another, you've got your gift, Bob. Yeah? I've got another gift. Yeah? Who else would like a gift? Would you like one, sir? Come on in. Yeah? Now I don't know what you've got. I know what you've got, but not what individually you've got. Yeah. Somebody over this side. Come on. Come on. Free gifts, all round. Yeah. Right. There's no trick to it. Well, there is a trick because um, I'll explain later. Yeah. Bob, what did you actually get? Jack. Sorry. Jack. You got a jack. That is the I Pace Jaguar, which is the top of the range. Yeah, right. Sue, you got the next gift. What did you get? Sue got what is known as the V 5 V5C, which is the registration document for a vehicle. And your name is Carlo. 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 And you got what? The keys. You got the keys. Now I bless each. Of these people with something, have I not? A car. If I was really giving a car away, I'd have given Bob the car. I'd have given Sue the registration documents and all the legal side of things to go with it. And I'd have given Carla the keys. Is that any good to them? Why is it no good to them? Thank you, James. You need all of them. You need the car. You need and you need the keys. So. Just to prove that, you need a car and a registration document, don't you? Here you go. Thanks, Eddie. Bob, you need a set of keys and the registration document, do you not? Um, well, this is, this, is, this is the final thing. Is I'm not telling you the location of the car, That's so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You see, God's blessings come together. Yeah. My illustration about using the car is to show that some of the things that we have in this world can be related, but God's blessings are totally. Yeah, a three way package. So we're best sorry, we're blessed three times by God. (laughs) Firstly, chosen by the Father and that's in verses three to six. Secondly, we are redeemed by the Son, verses seven to 12. And finally, in verses 13 to 14, we're blessed by the Spirit. So what are these blessings? We're blessed in the heavenly realms. God has blessed us. It is in Christ. It is a spiritual blessing. And as I said, it's in the heavenly realms. That's in verse 3. And I'm going to be going fairly quickly through each of these verses and the blessings. I could concentrate on just one, but then Dave's whole Series on Ephesians might take us till about middle of next year if we did that like that. So we're doing a bit of catch-up today. Verse four tells us that we're even blessed before creation. Our salvation starts with the choice that God made when He created the world, when He created everything. Chosen In Christ that God sees every believer in Christ. He will no longer see us as our own selves but see us through a window that is Christ, holy, not in isolation. And there's a passage from John 15 that shows that we were chosen. He's talking to the disciples, but it applies to all of us. It says, in John 15, verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. So not only did he choose us, he's got a plan for us. We're going to bear fruit. Now, when I started, I said, I mentioned predestination. We have been predestined to be adopted into that sonship. In verse 5, children of God. In God's love, grace, he chose us. It's what he's done. It's nothing to do with what I, or you, or all of us, can do, God chose us. If you don't know what the word predestination means, simply put, it means to determine beforehand or to preordain by an unchangeable purpose predestination it's the doctrine that happens that is unalterably fixed by God from the beginning of time but of course there's free will in this God gave man free will he gave us the ability to choose So what's that all about? It's about our salvation. It's a personal choice. Did God choose salvation or did we? There are loads and loads of theological arguments all about predestination and free will. Trevor spoke about it in uh, the 31st of October 2010, I think it was. That's only because I looked it up. (laughs) <laughs> I might have got the day of the month wrong, but it was certainly in October 2010 yeah um. The thing is, predestination, it's a difficult concept if you don't really understand it, and if you want to go and understand it, go and have a look at some of the books that are written about or by John Calvin on predestination and free will. I'm not going to dwell on it today, this morning. I'm dwelling on the blessings that God has given us. So my understanding, and yours may differ, is this. God has a plan you notice I said has a plan I didn't say he had a plan yes he had a plan but he has a plan because that plan is alive and well because it involves us today it's in the present as well as what happened in creation and that's why I believe it's God has a plan not had a plan he created man created us he created us for a lasting relationship with him but at the same time he doesn't want us to be automatons and walking around just following orders he wants us to have free will which he gave us so we have that choice to choose To accept what the gospel message says or not. We have a choice. If you've not made that choice, you need to think about it. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. In other words, God knew us all before you were born I set you apart the predestination I appointed you as a prophet to the nations work to do but we've got to respond we have got to accept what the salvation of Christ is all about without accepting it we're not fulfilling God's plan. So do you believe God has a plan for your life or are you just letting your life wander aimlessly all over the place, going with the flow, as you might say? Letting your life run its own course. Verse 6 goes on to say, the, ve- the grace was freely given. Grace is undeserved, unmerited, unearned, uncaused by us. There's absolutely nothing we can do to receive God's grace. Freely given, but God's grace is there. Absolutely nothing. It's a gift without merit. As I was giving those things away it was like a gift without merit. You you didn't come into church to know this morning that you might have been given a car. Yeah? Something totally unexpected. But we know that God's gift to us his blessing to us is there if we wish to choose it if we wish to accept it when children want something they may do good things to che- to please parents and teachers at school or wherever because they're doing it for a reward aren't they they want something, so they want something. Yeah. It may be a new toy for Christmas or something, so they will try and get in your good books, or they want good marks at school, whatever it might be. But Paul is making it clear here what God has done is totally unwarranted It is a pure gift. It's God's gift of salvation. As I've said, freely given. No strings attached. It's available for you all. And that's just the Father's gift. Let's go on to what it says about the blessings from the Son, from Christ, from Jesus. Redemption in verse 7. So when Jesus died on the cross, he paid the price. He guaranteed our redemption. Our freedom from sin was paid for on the cross. We're no longer under that penalty of sin. We're no longer enslaved by it. No longer condemned by the culture of the old law which was about death and separation from God the blood of Christ achieved our freedom on the cross and verse 7 then goes on about the forgiveness of sins and just to emphasize the redemption of sins Paul includes that phrase Forgiveness of sins. That means the spiritual barrier that existed between God and man has been broken. The curtain was torn when he died on the cross. Ripped apart. And therefore we have access to God. So when we ask for forgiveness... We are forgiven, no longer subject to any penalty of the sin. But this is the but I, you, we all have a part to play in this. It does not mean that we can just go about doing what we like and then asking forgiveness. It doesn't work like that. We should play our part by trying to refrain from getting ourselves in a position of sin in the first place. We're open to temptation. It's falling to the temptation that creates the sin. But if we do fall to that temptation, We have got to be repentful with God and ask his forgiveness, which is then freely given. So do your best to avoid sin in the first place. But there is a path back through to God through his forgiveness if we fail. The grace of God has been lavished on us, it says in verse 8. In accordance with the riches of God's grace, from verse 7, it then says, verse 8 starts at, that he lavished on us, all wisdom and understanding. God's grace is so abundant you just could not measure it. Hmm. If you're cooking, doing a recipe, or making something, you have a set of measurements to go by with the measurements. If I'm making a chair, I measure up the pieces of wood. Um, if we're baking a cake, we measure out the flour and the milk and the eggs and everything else. There's measurements involved. God's grace is not like that. God's grace is so abundant, you just cannot measure it. It's incomprehensible to us really but it's there it's available to us given freely his grace unwarranted so that we can have a relationship to him with him and he wants us to have that relationship in wisdom So he makes known the mystery of his will to us. Verses 9 to 10 goes on to say, and he made known the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Paul is revealing here that God's making known his great eternal plan. If the early Christians didn't know it then, they're being told it. And if we haven't got it from everything we've read so far, we're being told it. God has this plan, as I've said, a relationship with us, with the blessings that go with it. God's will is that all things will come together under the authority of Christ. Verse 11 and 12 then go on to remind us we have been chosen in Christ. It uses that word predestined again that came up in verse 4. By God, according to his will. So once we've heard the gospel message, once we have responded and there's only two responses, there's no if, buts or maybe type response, it's either I accept what you're saying Lord that Jesus died for me on the cross or you reject the message. And if you reject the message you're turning down God's gift. And that's a beautiful gift to turn away. And we then become included with Christ, just as those first century readers did. Verses 13 and 14 then go on and give us a final blessings that we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. The spiritual blessings. The Holy Spirit is acting as a deposit which guarantees our inheritance. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit is not an option, it's not an add on extra. It comes as part of the package. You hear the message in the gospels you understand it and you respond and you say i will accept you lord jesus into my life i'm repentant of my sins whatever words you might say so you've got part one you've got part two yeah part three comes automatically straight away bang it's there just like the three parts that I was giving her to relate to the car. Yeah? You get the whole gift straight away. So God has predestined us, but we have that free will to choose to accept him. And if we don't, well, we don't. But if you understand and accept who Jesus claimed he was, And once you've accepted, you are blessed by the Father, by the Son, and by the Holy Spirit. It's salvation is three-sided. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But also, your salvation, it's a past fact. It's a present experience and it's also a future experience. It's a past fact because God had predestined us. Christ died on the cross for us. The present experience, the Spirit is with us. The future experience is that the Spirit will lead us and guide us to the heavenly realms with the Father. There is that future hope. The final part, Paul goes on to talk about thanksgiving, wisdom and knowledge. And I'm aware of the time. Paul was praying all this through, that the believers would have the knowledge that goes with what these blessings entail. A wisdom given by the Spirit of that relevant revelation, because the Spirit wants us to know God better. To have that deeper relationship, that deeper understanding with him. The more time we spend with God, the more we will get to know him. The more the Spirit will feed us, the more we will get to know God, the more the Spirit will feed us. Can you see where I'm going? Paul finishes with a final reminder. It's about the power that was the cross, the power that was the grave, the risen Christ, the power that raised Christ from the grave having been on the cross. That power wasn't just For that moment in time. That power is for here and now and is available to us. God doesn't limit his powers, God is giving us that power. That's what Paul is praying about that power to engage with him, but also to use that power. For his glory, so that all things when Christ comes again, will come under christ's eternal rule under him 12th of June nineteen no not 1922 2022 you no know, got me days wrong, haven't I Dave said recognize we need God in our lives acknowledging and accepting him if we do not do that we do not get the blessings that I've been talking about this morning so we need to think about it if you have accepted him praise be to you if you haven't think about what I've been saying this morning think hard Thank you. We're going to want our final song, which is Build Your Kingdom Here. And in some of the visuals in this, you might see, so not only sing along, but look at some of the visuals, um, and you might see part of what I've been saying. Thank you.